0: Hey there, future fans! Welcome! Welcome to the newest episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. This episode is going a little late. I know I've been a lot better about dropping on Wednesdays, but I have a really good excuse, but we'll talk about that when the episode actually starts. This week, we have quite a few movies, quite a few trailers, and a bunch of news. It's a big week, folks, so buckle in and get ready for Episode 79 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Alright everyone, so like I said, I've been really good recently. The last two episodes have released on a Wednesday, and I had gotten better about it. This week, it's a couple things. Um, As some of you may know, I'm on disability from work. I, I It's not an injury per se, it's one of those repetitive motion things. So a few days out of the week are spent doing physical therapy. So there's that, and I also, I just didn't want to do anything Valentine's Day. I wanted to spend the time with Anne. She is back in the States where she belongs So you'll forgive me for taking a couple more days for that. And as some of you may have heard, uh, in previous episodes, I talked about a challenge I was doing for Ken from the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Just to reiterate, in case you forgot or you didn't hear it on an episode of Future Flicks or you didn't hear it when they talked about it on the Watch Your Mouth podcast, I have challenged Ken Petrie. He, He doesn't watch a lot of movies. He likes movies. He's not one of those snobs that hates sh-. He loves movies. He really does. But he doesn't get a chance to see them. It usually takes Dan forcing him to see a movie, saying, yeah, when you come over, we're just going to watch this film. Or it takes a big movie like Thor Ragnarok, and he'll go see it in theaters. Well, I had an idea. I thought, you know what? They're a swearity. I am technically a swearity, because I-, I swear, and then I donate money to whatever charity they're doing. Why not do this for good. Why not make him see more movies and do it for a charity? So I worked together with him and found out a, a quite a few movies that I liked that he has never seen. Then I condensed that into 10 movies. If he watches all 10 of those movies, I will donate $50. That is $5 per movie. I'll donate $50 to a charity of his choice. So even though I have the list, it's done. I sent it to him. I will wait to see if he talks about it on his show first then i will mention on here because it is ken petrie's movie challenge but i like to think it is a very good list it has some newer movies it has some older movies a good mix of genres more newer movies than i thought i was going to do i thought i was going to do a lot out of the 80s 90s but A lot of newer movies, just because we are in a really good time for movies, no matter what the news outlets will have you say. Like, oh, this was the worst year for Hollywood ever. Oh, record losses for Hollywood or whatever they try to peddle. We still have really good movies out there. And even if it's true, even if Hollywood is not making as much money as it used to, which could very well be the case, it's not because of lack of content. There's plenty of great stuff coming out. I think people are just kind of over going to the theaters and we're more embracing streaming. And as some of you may hear, I'm gonna try to edit out all the sniffles and coughs, but yes, I am sick again. This time blame Anne, she brought it to me, got me sick. Yes, I'm sick a lot before anyone says anything. Yes, I, I, I get sick a lot. I should be healthier. But it makes my voice so deep and sexy. Welcome to Future Flicks. That's one upside of being sick. It really is. But anyway, who is this madman that is talking to you via podcast? Well, that is a good question. But let me say, if you are a returning listener, as always, thank you for listening. I do appreciate the support. And just because I say it every episode a couple times an episode doesn't mean I do not mean it. And if you are a new listener, thank you. Thank you for taking a chance with me, and I hope you like what you hear. But please, please, please don't forget to go onto iTunes and give me a five-star rating, and then leave me whatever comment you want. And be sure to leave a comment so I can thank you. Hey, so-and-so, thank you for the five stars. I appreciate it. Well, Anyway, what is it I do on this show? Well, this show is called Future Flicks with Billiam. Thus, my name is Billiam. That's me. On this show, I go over movie news. That's how I always started out. Then I go over any new trailers that have come out during the week. And then I go over all of the movies coming out that week. I will tell you what they're about, I will tell you who's in them, I will talk about them a bit, and then I will give them a score. A score which I call the Billiam's Interest Level, a.k.a. the Bill Score. That can go from a zero for the really bad movies, anything Fifty Shades of Grey related. Or, 11 for the really good movies that you have to see, that everyone has to see. And before you ask, no, I have not seen any advanced screenings of any of these movies. I am just as in the dark as you. My score is based only on the trailer and sometimes anything I've read about the movie. But let's say this interests you. Let's say, yes, I I want to give that show a try. Well, how do you listen to me? Well, you're already doing a good job because somehow you're listening to my voice. But let's go over all the ways you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website that is SomewhatNerdy.com, because yes, I am on the Somewhat Nerdy podcast network, along with two other great shows, the Somewhat Nerdy radio podcast and the Nerds of the Squared Circle. And then there's also the Watch Your Mouth podcast, which you'll hear me talk about. They're not officially part of the somewhat nerdy podcast sphere, but let's face it, you might as well be. You should join us, Google gobble Google gobble one of us. That is right. Anyway, how do you reach me? Well, why would you want to reach me? Well, you can reach me for a couple different reasons. First of all, you just want to comment. You want to go, hey, great show. But I agree or disagree with your rating on this movie. You could also answer the question of the week. Or maybe you noticed that I missed a movie, I missed a news topic, or I missed a trailer that you think I should talk about. Always let me know. I will talk about it on the next show. So you can reach me for any one of those reasons. And how do you reach me? You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can email me at billiamreviews@gmail.com. gmail.com can leave a comment on the somewhat nerdy Facebook page on the somewhat nerdy website you can leave a comment on SoundCloud but yes get in touch with me if you have a question if you have a recommendation for me going hey have you watched this movie check it out or maybe you want a recommendation for me you're going hey Billiam I am going to go hang out with some friends and we're going to go watch a movie what should I watch and why well anyway we've gotten through the opening housekeeping so let's jump into the first topic the first segment The first part of the show, which as always, is the news. According to Hollywood Reporter, Ethan Hawke is set to play Nikola Tesla in a Tesla biopic. We may get to see a movie about how Nikola Tesla was f***ed by the monster Thomas Edison. Well, there's actually no set release date yet, but I'm down. I like Ethan Hawke. I think he's a good actor. I I look forward to seeing what this movie will look like. In other news, this from StarWars.com. The creators of the Game of Thrones TV show have been hired by Disney to write and produce a new set of Star Wars movies. Yay! So basically, Luke f**ks Leia and everyone dies. There, you've seen the movies now. Well, let's move on. Another story from Hollywood Reporter: There's a Kung Fury movie in the works, starring Michael Fassbender of all people, and now Arnold Schwarzenegger has joined the cast. If you missed it. Kung Fury was a great short film that can be still found on YouTube. It's an over-the-top tribute to cheesy kung fu and over-the-top action movies from the 80s. Check it out. Steven Chobsky, the writer and director of Wonder and The Perks of Being a Wallflower, has been tasked with helming a Dr. Seuss biopic. This story comes to us from Collider. Stargate Origins premiered on the 15th. The new show can be found on Stargate Command, the website, StargateCommand.co, just C-O, StargateCommand.com is a completely different website which will not show you anything. Only episodes 1 through 3 will be available for everyone, but the other episodes will be available for All Access members only. All Access costs 20 bucks, and I forget if it's a one-time fee or if it's a yearly fee. Either way... With a membership, you get access to all Stargate TV shows and the three movies that were released after the shows ended. In a totally skewed article by Variety, they bring up the fact that Oscar winners could lack female representation this year. They cited Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird and the fact that the writer-director wasn't the favorite to win either Best Screenplay or Best Director, because other movies were the favorite to win and were arguably better movies. So what variety and certain, n- not all, mind you, I'm going to make that very clear, not all, but what certain outspoken people are saying about this is for women like Gerwig to win just because they're women. So basically Jordan Peele and Guillermo del Toro made a better movie, but so the f- what? Give it to Gerwig just because she's a woman. Doesn't it cheapen it and go against everything feminism should be? Make sure women and people of color are given an equal chance to win the award. That should be the focus. The best person should still win, no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's a white male, a white female, black female, black male. That sh- doesn't matter. Whoever did the best work, that's what matters. Of course, it's the Oscars, so it's basically whatever movie spends the most money, but th- that's uh, that's a rant for when the Oscars come out. But basically, we just need to make sure the playing field is even. That's it. The article also argues that not enough women are nominated for certain categories. This part I understand a little more, but here's my question. Is this sexist? Were there women who did Oscar-worthy work who are being snubbed? Or, for some of these categories like visual effects and like that, were there just no women who did Oscar-caliber work this year? If it's the first case, then f- that noise let's let's get mad let's get angry let's do something about it but if it's a second case then quit your bitching only people who do a certain caliber of work should be nominated for oscars if no one of a certain color or gender does that caliber work for a certain category that year then guess what no one should get nominated from that gender or race Easy peasy. Feminism and the gender and racial movements were never about putting one group of people above the other. It's about equality. And I think that's what's most important to remember. It's equality. Because a lot of the angry, outspoken people, the people who cry foul the most, unfortunately, that's not where they stand. And they give the people who are actually fighting for a good cause a bad name. But enough about that. Let me stop. Let me cool down a bit. Let me take a sip of my water. Okay, all better. I'm sorry. I just hate articles like that that make an issue out of a non-issue. That was also my issue with the Oscar So White movement, was that they were saying, oh, there's not enough black nominees, and they kept on talking about movies like Straight Outta Compton. Like, oh, that wasn't nominated for a bunch of stuff. Well, Straight Outta Compton wasn't that good. I hate to be the one that says it, but it wasn't that good. It was a good movie, I liked it, but it didn't compare to the top contenders, not at all. And that's not racist, that's just the truth. But let's get out of the news and go into everyone's favorite place, the Trailer Trove. Avast and welcome to the Trailer Trove. I like to think that you have to go through the trailer trove to get to Larry's Landlocked Yacht Club. I I, I really think that's the path you have to take. Anyway, Rampage has a second trailer and it looks just as stupid as the first and I can't wait. Dwayne Johnson makes good movies. That's it. Period. End of sentence. Like I've said a million times before, even his bad movies are good. This isn't going to be a great movie, not by any shot. This is going to be a fun movie. This is going to be an enjoyable movie. And the trailer just showed us more scenes of the monsters and some great one-liners from The Rock. This comes out April 20th. We have a teaser trailer for Venom, and it looks like it could be good, though it's too early to tell. But at the very least, Tom Hardy's gonna do a good job. But we still don't know what the suit looks like yet. The trailer didn't show the suit at all. It just showed some bubbling black stuff in a box, which of course is a symbiote. But let's hope that Sony and Marvel do a good job on this. This comes out October 5th, 2018. And the Olympics gave us just more than the amazing sport of curling. It gives us airtime for movies to release new trailers. And The Incredibles 2 took that chance. They released a sneak peek trailer. And boy, does it look mediocre. It doesn't look bad, but just not very good. I really expect more from Pixar. And I hope that as it grows closer to the release, the movie will look more and more cleaned up. Because right now, it the story looks uninteresting. And the movie looks... Just poor. Not bad, but not good. A movie that's sequel is 14 years in the making deserves something more than a straight to VOD quality movie. This film comes out on June 15th. We got a look at a movie called Gringo, and yeah, I'm down. This is a dark action comedy that stars David Oyelowo, Charlize Theron, Joel Edgerton, Amanda Seyfried, Thandie Newton, and Sharto Copley. It looks funny, It looks familiar but different enough to not be a straight copy of anything we've seen before, and it comes out on March 9th. Next up in the trove, Ready Player One has a new trailer, and I must say, the film is looking better and better. But I'm stressing the fact, stressing the fact, please for the love of God, listen to me, that if you go see this, and you read the book, then remember to separate the two. These are going to be very different creatures for a number of reasons that I will go over when the movie comes out on March 29th. And finally in the trove, we get a look at Uncle Drew. It's a documentary about a legendary basketball player. Okay, that's a lie. But do you remember those videos that came out a few years back where they made... Kyrie Irving looked like an old man, and he beat the shit out of younger men playing street ball. Well, they turned that into a movie. They added more people to the old man club. They added Shaq, Chris Weber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, Lisa Leslie. You know, basketball royalty. They added Lil Rel Howery, the friend from Get Out, and Nick Kroll to the mix, and we have a funny-looking movie. Good? No, but funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to jump into the movies. But before we do, you know what time it is. It is time for our first break. So please stay tuned for a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio.
1: Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the Sensational Snarf Chris, and the Cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at SomewhatNerdy.com. Good journey, nerds.
0: Alright everyone, welcome back to the show. Before we get into the main releases of the week, let's talk about some movies that I originally wasn't going to mention, but I thought I should just say a quick word because I don't know how limited these releases are. So what I started doing for limited releases, what I started doing is using Google going, hey, Google, when are showtimes anywhere in California for this movie? And if it can't tell me a single place, then I decided I'm not going to give it a full spot because guess what? If it's so limited that all of California, that includes Hollywood itself, all of California doesn't have a showing, then wherever you're from probably doesn't have one either. Unless, of course, you're from like New York. And in which case, it's so limited that only my listeners from New York will get any good from the from me talking about it. So instead of ignoring them completely, I decided just to do a really quick talk on them just in case the movies come out uh, on a wider release. The first one of the week is called Tehran Taboo. it's about four young people from Tehran, Iran, break the taboos of their restrictive Islamic society in order to find freedom and happiness. This film was actually made in Austria by an Iranian filmmaker. The fact that he's in Austria makes it so, you know, he won't be murdered for criticizing the Islamic rule in Iran. You can actually watch this movie right now on YouTube for free if you want. It even has subtitles if you don't speak Persian. But the bad news is that you have to deal with a big Like Us on Facebook logo in the upper right-hand corner. But hey, it's a free movie. This movie actually came out on the 14th, Valentine's Day. Yay. I had fun. I, I, I enjoyed Valentine's Day. But not exactly the day I would take time to go see an Iranian animated movie. Oh, yeah, it was an animated film. I forgot to mention that. The other movie was a movie called The Boy Downstairs. A young woman is forced to reflect on her first relationship when she moves into her ex-boyfriend's apartment building. This stars Zosia Mamet and Matthew Shear. Two more movies that are getting very limited releases. Double Lover. It's a French movie about Chloe, a fragile young woman who falls in love with her psychoanalyst. A few months later, they move in together and she discovers that he was hiding part of his identity from her. And finally, a movie called Loveless. A couple getting a divorce must team up to find their son who has disappeared during one of their bitter arguments. This is a Russian film. Well, everyone, it's time to get into the movies that are actually getting somewhat wide releases. The first few movies I'm going to talk about, as usual, are going to be limited releases, but these are wide enough that I felt it was worth your time. The first movie of the week is a movie called The Monkey King 3. A traveling monk and his followers find themselves trapped in a land inhabited only by women. The monk must figure out if he can both love a woman and all of mankind, and can he and his friends protect the world. This is a Chinese movie, and another Chinese movie about the Journey to the West story. You've heard me talk about a movie about the Journey to the West story before. This is actually a completely different series than the one I've mentioned. This is, if you don't know, a really popular story in China and even in Japan. Though more so in China than Japan. Let me reiterate the fact that I love to point out is that Dragon Ball... And Dragon Ball Z is very, very loosely based off the Journey to the West story. Goku is based off the Monkey King's son, Wukong. Well, anyway, this was, at least from what I'm familiar with, wasn't part of the original Journey to the West story. If someone knows the full story and I'm wrong, please let me know. But I don't remember the monk Xuanzang and his friends going to a land of just women. Anyway, guess what I'm going to say just just take a wild guess if you said something along the lines of this is a completely skippable movie unless you are really into this story then you're right you win yes even though i think this looks like an entertaining movie i would someday like to see all three of them but as for right now this is 100 percent skippable this should never cross your mind again unless somewhere One day, you see, oh, we're playing the Monkey King 1, 2, and 3. Why don't you sit down and watch it? You're like, okay, I have hours to kill. Let's watch all three. But other than that, skip it. This looks interesting, but not interesting enough to warrant a watch. The Monkey King 3 gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, folks, we have a movie called Nostalgia. This is a movie of short stories about what one object a person would take from a burning building and the stories behind them. This stars Bruce Dern from The Hateful Eight, Beth Grant from Speed, John Hamm from Mad Men, Katherine Keener from Get Out, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec, Amber Tamblyn from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and John Ortiz from The Fast and Furious Six. Okay, what I gave may have been a slightly confusing synopsis, but here, here is the bullshit that IMDb gave, or, or whoever wrote the IMDb page gave. A mosaic of stories about love and loss. Nostalgia explores our relationships to the objects, artifacts, and memories that shape our lives. F*** you, what kind of hippie bullshit is that? The good news for this movie, though, is it looks much better than what I was expecting from something that has such a douchey synopsis. Basically, what we have in this movie is a group of short stories about characters that are all connected somehow, maybe even loosely, like someone walked into the store where another person works, and that's it. But they all have an object or they all have something in their lives that's really important to them. And it's the story behind that object. I personally really like this idea. Though after watching the trailer, I don't feel the need to watch it. I don't feel that need at all. I don't think the person who put this trailer together did a good enough job. It looks like an interesting movie. It it has an interesting plot, it has good actors in it, but somehow all of these positives came together and didn't amount to much. What this is is a movie that may go to Netflix or Hulu or Amazon and one day you're bored out of your mind and just nothing is just interesting to you and you're just flipping through everything and you find this and go oh yeah i he- I actually heard about this movie before why not i'll give it a try and you watch it and You go, oh, okay, that that was interesting. I liked it. And then you never watch it again. This is not the type of movie you care enough to see in theaters. This is not anything you put effort into seeing. This is something you stumble upon accidentally years later. Remember, folks, just because I'm telling you to skip a movie in theaters does not mean it's going to be bad at all. It just means it's not going to be interesting enough or good enough or anything enough to warrant a theater watch. Nostalgia gets a 5 out of 11. Alright, future fans, we have two more movies before the break, so let's get on with it and talk about the next film of the week, which is called Looking Glass. Ray and his wife buy a rundown motel, and he finds there's a hidden crawlway that takes him behind one-way mirrors in each room. One day, a woman shows up, and Ray can't help but watch her. He sees her with another woman, a woman who winds up dead. Ray must find out, Who the killer is before the small town they're in turns on him. This stars Nicolas Cage from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And Robin Tunney from The Mentalist. Nicolas Cage is a true treasure. He really is. Because he does interesting Some movies he does are truly great. They are really amazing movies and he is great in them. Other movies he does are complete And they are amazing to watch. How quotable is Wicker Man. Really, how quotable is it? It's phenomenally quotable. It's a great movie to just get drunk and watch. Not at all a good movie. This movie looks like it falls somewhere in the middle. This looks like something that gets crazy just like Nicolas Cage is known for, but also looks like it could be good at parts, which he is also known for. Just like with nostalgia, We have a movie that's not going to be one you need to watch in theaters, but will be fun to watch at home. But unlike nostalgia, this one looks a lot better. And yes, I am mainly saying that because of Nicolas Cage, because I trust him. I trust him on a purely entertainment basis. So if you are the type of person to be hard or critical on movies, then you will want to skip this one. 100%. But if you're like me, and you like movies just for fun, for pure enjoyment, whether or not they're honestly good or not, then give this a shot at home. Either way, right now, you don't need to see this in theaters. Looking Glass gets a 6 out of 11. Well, we are here for the final movie before the last break of the episode, so let's talk about the next movie, which is called The Party. Janet is throwing a party and it doesn't go as smooth as she hopes after her husband makes an unexpected announcement. People cry, people scream, and guns are drawn. This stars Kristen Scott Thomas from The English Patient, Timothy Spall from the Harry Potter series, Patricia Clarkson from Easy A, and Cillian Murphy from Inception. And welcome everyone to one of those movies that's in black and white because why the f*** not? Why the f*** wouldn't you have this in black and white? Well, my question is, what does this movie gain from being in black and white? If there's nothing necessary about it being in black and white, if there's nothing that it really gets from it, then it is just a very douchey, very artsy choice. That, sure, it's the director or producer, whoever's choice it was, it's their, it's their choice, it's their right to do it. But it's also my right to say, you're kind of f***ing stupid. During the entire trailer, nothing, nothing would have been lost if it was in color. Not at all. They're not trying to use lighting in any special way, which can be really effective in black and white. Just take a look at Citizen Kane for that one. But the douchey choice aside, this looks okay. Uh, the this is one of those trailers that that started puffing out its chest, going oh. Look at how everyone loves this movie already. It started showing all these four and five star reviews from all these well-known sources. And had all these quotes about the movie being laugh out loud, funny, and hilarious. As some woman cries on a toilet in a bathroom and someone else waves a gun at someone else. Oh, f***ing hilarious. This is a British movie, but we can't blame them for this because I enjoy British humor. And um, this is just artsy bullshit through and through. The best thing that can be said about this is that it has good actors in it. It really does. It may even have a few funny jokes in it, but other than that, this is an entirely skippable movie the trailer did nothing to sell this movie. And it's a shame because I really like these actors. This could still be a good movie. This could be a case of a very shitty trailer. Which as you all know when it comes to indie movies, that could very well be the case. Indie movies tend to have shitty trailers. But once again folks, I have to give you my thought, my score based on Only on the trailer, and based on the trailer, the party gets a 3.5 out of 11. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for the first part of the movies. Let's take this time and listen to a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle and the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared
1: Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Starf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling?
0: You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on
1: someonenerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know
0: exactly what I need. I get in there and I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The
0: motherfucker's a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of... Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on i. IC- iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wimpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
0: All right, everyone, welcome back. We have three movies left, and they are the three best-looking movies this week. Okay, it's kind of a lie. This next one isn't. This next one looks like... Mm, you know what? I'll tell you during the review. The next movie on the list is a movie called Samson. Samson has been given a gift from God. He's been given extraordinary strength and long locks of hair. One day he meets the beautiful Delilah. Delilah, who is then convinced to spy for the Philistines to find out the secret of Samson's strength. This stars Billy Zane from Titanic, Jackson Rathbone from Twilight, Rutger Hauer from Hobo with a Shotgun, and the bionic woman herself, Lindsay Wagner. If this story sounds familiar, It's because you're familiar with biblical lore or Bible stories. If you, whether you believe it or you don't, there's a movie coming out about the story of Samson and Delilah. The good news is that no spoiler warnings are needed. This movie seems to take some liberties. And I like that fact just because I won't go into it knowing necessarily what happens. The fact that Samson gets his strength from his hair seems obvious. Like, that seems like it's going to stay part of the movie. Samson is stupid strong. Samson murders Philistines. So far, we're looking good. So far, we're looking like it's lining up with the biblical story. But then it also looks like there's just stuff they made up. But you know what? That's okay. That's fine. Because you know what? If 100% accuracy is needed for you in biblical movies, then you probably don't go to a lot of films. But here's the thing. This movie isn't going to be for everyone. This is not like it's trying to be the passion of the christ where it's some supposed to be some amazing cinematic masterpiece that everyone has to see no this is a movie that's made for christians and maybe people who are interested in bible stories It doesn't look like it's made exceptionally well. A lot of the CG looks very bad. The acting looks passable. The best, of course, being the amazing Billy Zane, who's really fallen to obscurity. But overall, this looks mediocre. This looks like the kind of movie you would find in a dollar store around Easter. One of those knockoff Bible story companies, looks like they made a movie, somehow got famous people and went, okay, yeah, we actually got famous people. Let's do this. This is yet another case of a movie not looking bad, but not looking good. I don't think this movie looks terrible, not at all, but I do not want to see this at all. If I want to relive the story of Samson Delilah, there's a Bible right next to me. Okay, well not literally, right next to me, it's like up on a shelf, I can see it. This movie is really made for the type of churchgoers who only watch religious movies. The kind of person whose life goal is to meet Kirk Cameron. That's really it. So what does this mean for you? For the average person, this means this is a movie that you will skip and you will forget about Never think about it again, and you won't miss out. The story of Samson and Delilah is a good one. It is a good biblical story, but guess what? There was that wonderful show, that wonderful miniseries called The Bible back from 2013. It was really well done. That is what you should watch if you want to see biblical stories. It was really good. This is something you should skip, unless maybe one day you do see it in a dollar store, and you're like, okay, why not? In that case, Sure give it a try. Other than that, skip it entirely. Samson gets a 3.5 out of 11. All right, let's be honest. The pick of the week is kind of obvious this week, right? Well, we have one more movie to talk about before we get to the pick of the week. And that movie is called Early Man. The world is changing and moving beyond cavemen. Lord Nuth and his Bronze Age cities threaten the early people, so Doug and Hobnob must unite their tribe against them in a game of soccer if they wish to survive. This is an animated movie featuring the voices of Eddie Redmayne, Tom Hiddleston, Macy Williams, Timothy Spall... Richard Ioade, Rob Brydon, and Nick Park. If you saw a trailer for this, then you know exactly who we're dealing with. We are dealing with Nick Park, the mind behind Walls and Gromit, the mind behind Chicken Run, the mind behind Sean the Sheep, and other such animated classics that are always distinguishable from their funny mouths, their funny noses, and the fact that they all sound British. Now, after the death of Peter Salis, the future of Wallace and Gromit is up in the air. We don't know if we'll be seeing from them again, just because the voice of Wallace and Gromit, or the voice of Wallace, Peter Salas, has passed away. But this is a completely new story thought up by the writer and voice actor, Nick Park. And you know what? This looks cute. It looks fun. It looks like something I'll watch, but something I'll watch later. But just like I say, whenever a movie like this comes out, this is a great movie to take your kids to. This is something that's going to be entertaining. This is something that's going to be good enough to keep a kid's interest and also good enough to keep any adult from getting bored. This is something that can be enjoyed by people of all ages, which means it is a great family movie. My pick of the week? Not a great family movie. A great movie for teenagers and above. Thus, the PG-13 rating for the next movie. But this movie, this movie has a PG rating, which basically means everyone, everyone can see PG movies. It's, and yes, I kind of went on a tangent there, but what else can I say about this movie? It is a familiar animation style. We know this style of animation. Unless you've been living under a rock, you have seen Wallace and Gromit. You know what this style of animation is like. It started out as Claymation. I actually don't know if this movie is Claymation. It's at least made in the style of Claymation. So even if it's made with computers, it's still made to look like it did back in the day. This is also going to be a cute and basic story. Not much to say about that. And the voice acting, it seems fine. It looks like they do a good job. I really don't have much else to say besides this looks like a reliable movie. And the only reason you should see this in theaters is if you're a huge Nick Park fan or you have a family you want to take them out. Other than that, check this out, but watch it at home. Early Man gets a seven out of 11. And with that, we get to our pick of the week, and say it with me, just let me know, you know what the pick of the week is. The pick of the week is Black Panther. T'Challa returns home as King of Wakanda, but there's trouble brewing at home. A new villain arises, as well as a new challenger to his throne. This stars Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther in Civil War, Michael B. Jordan from Creed, Lupita Nyong'o from 12 Years a Slave, Denai Gurira from The Walking Dead, Martin Freeman from Sherlock, Danielle Kaluuya from Get Out, Angela Bassett from American Horror Story, Forrest Whitaker from The Last King of Scotland, and Andy Serkis from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And here it is everyone, this is one of the movies we've been waiting for for a while. This is one of the movies that a lot of people have been stoked for ever since Civil War, and we're like, oh. Huh, maybe Black Panther is a badass. Because let's be honest, unless you were a big Marvel comic book fan, you weren't familiar with Black Panther. Maybe like me, you knew he existed because of comic cards. But maybe also like me, when this movie was announced, at first you were like, huh, really? Why Why Black Panther? Then Civil War came out, we saw Black Panther, and we're like, well, yeah, I can't wait. Give me more of that. More Black Panther, please. Thank you very much. Well, now we finally have it, and we've had a lot of trailers, we have a a lot of sneak peeks, we've had a lot of teasers, and it looks amazing. Wakanda looks great. It looks like a place I want to visit. It's beautiful, and it's technologically modern, and it has its own style. The CG looks great. The set design, the costumes, everything looks great. This movie looks like it's going to be really good. So yes, this is another movie based on a character from the mind of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. The script was written by Joel Robert Cole, who hasn't done much, but it was also co-written by the director, Ryan Coogler, who wrote and directed Creed and Fruitvale Station. If you haven't seen Fruitvale Station, give it a shot. It's one of the movies you want to watch once because it is so heavy. Creed, of course, arguably one of the best Rocky Balboa movies ever. so this movie was helmed by someone really, really reliable. And I think we have what could be one of the best Marvel movies yet on our hands. Of course, time will tell. But this movie looks like it's going to be great, and this is something you have to see in theaters. Black Panther gets an 11 out of 11. Well, that is it for the movies this week. Let's jump into the question of the week and wrap this all up. We only got one answer this week, and that answer was from Frat Matt. Frat Matt, who answered Solo. Oh, right. Let me let me reiterate the question first, actually. So my question of the week for last week had been, what was your favorite trailer that had played during the Super Bowl. Of course, the Super Bowl had Avengers Infinity War, Solo, Mission Impossible Fallout, Jurassic World 2, The Cloverfield Paradox, Skyscraper, Red Sparrow, A Quiet Place, and the fake Dundee trailer. So Frat Matt answered Solo, a Star Wars story, a really good choice, and it was really good to actually see something of the movie for once. It had been way too long without even a Picture that does have me worried, but I'm going to put faith in Ron Howard. As for mine, it was Avengers Affinity War. Even though I talk about how scared I am that's going to be a huge cluster, f- even though I'm so uncertain that they're going to be able to make a coherent story with so many characters, it still looks great. And I am allowing myself to to get excited well that is it for this episode there's no new question of the week because you know what i wasn't inspired to come up with one there's nothing that didn't feel forced to me or didn't feel like a original rehash of another question i know i've done that before but i had been inspired at the time to do a question that sounded like one i had done in the past this week i don't have that feeling so let's just end it on that i will have a new question next week And I will see you then. So let's wrap this up with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars. Five stars, please. Or a like. Or I hope that you would share the podcast. Tell your friends about it. That is how we grow. Leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right tell me what I need to improve on, and how do you reach me? Great question there as well. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment for me on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Billiumswn. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds at the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget the friends of the show, the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Also check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, No matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future.